I'm Joel's mom, and I'm not too happy that he and his friend Eric use vulgarities sometimes. But as a feminist, I see that they are speaking from the heart and trying to become more enlightened men. Belt, a two-man memoir. So this past summer, I was um, surrounded by all these beautiful Vespas. And Allie and I and the boys, we were looking at them, and they were they were everywhere. They were moving super quickly, and there were all these these men with babies, and like they were totally like didn't care about danger or anything. It seemed they were just driving everywhere, and we were you're just standing there. We we're just standing there, pushed down to the earth by gravity. Yeah, we were. We couldn't move anywhere. We didn't know where to go. Our sense of direction. I bet your boys really thought poorly of you at that time. Yeah, seeing know. all those other beautiful Italian men zipping around their shiny bright, slick, colorful Vespas. I know. I was like feeling inadequate. I'm well, there. Yeah. Sometimes feeling and being are the same. <laughs> exactly. And so I was trying not to be, I'm trying to like be a good role model for my kids. I'm mean, like trying to give them hope that they will be, um, amazing men, but hopefully much better than me. Yeah. Because they're clearly not going to be as insecure exactly. as you were at that moment. Exactly. So there that we are, I'm walking around in flip flops and Vespas are about to run us over we're yelling at them to slow down. They're giving us the finger. They're cursing at us. Even with their babies behind them, they're going super fast in these super narrow roads. And I'm just like, wow, these guys are beautiful. They're badass. They're living dangerously. They're moving quickly. They know where to go. They have sense of direction. They they, are like, and all the while, they can curse you. They can curse at me as they're, as they're moving. They're yeah. like, how dare you tell me to slow down? I am a man on my Vespa. I can go wherever the fuck I want. And my Vespa is beautiful. And I'm not even wearing a helmet. Because yeah. that's that's wimpy. I you know I believe in helmets, but they did not, and mm. they were like fearless, and that was kind of manhood. And I'm there in my speedo, in flip flops, almost getting run over continually, trying to get. All you have on is your speedo. Just my speedo, and so your torso is just naked, totally and naked. Here's John Sloop professor and associate provost of digital learning at Vanderbilt University. This guy who lives on the same street with me was getting, he was upgrading to a Vespa, in fact, had this old Yamaha 49cc thing that he sold to me. And I wanted it as a, I thought it would be a sort of fun toy. Uh, And I'm driving it around and, you know, the horn sounds ridiculous. It can't go that fast, et cetera. And, you know, I, I, the first day I drive it, uh, I've, I've gone out to buy a helmet, et cetera. This, you know, some woman tells me that it's cute, which is not what you want to hear about what it is you're driving, right? It, uh, I, so I, I started feeling sort of silly on this thing, and I started thinking about it in multiple ways. And here's the thing. If you have a, a Vespa, you can go at fast speeds, but mine tops out at 35 miles an hour. And so when you're getting dressed to ride on this thing, you really are supposed to protect yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're on a motorcycle that goes 90 or on a, one of the ones that I have that can only go 35. If you, get, if you wreck, you're going to get hurt. You're, you're exposed. And so ideally, you should be dressing up in the same stuff that you should on a motorcycle, leather jacket. You should be wearing you know, good pants with either leather or you know, denim, uh, uh, a good helmet, et cetera. But if... I dressed up like that on a Yamaha, I would look ridiculous, right? Because it would be looking like ugh, fake masculinity or trying to, trying to fake it. It would look like masculinity and drag, right? And 
so I, I've been thinking a lot about those things on those particular types of, of vehicles because they really do expose they they expose gender in a different way than cars do because you are seen, you're visible, right? What it is you're doing is visible, and so I I, I really think that, uh, and I'm sure someone's written about this, and I haven't read it, but I think um, riding on 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 motorized vehicles that expose you is a very different um, puts you in a very different place. But Allison was like, you know what? I'm worried about you, Joel. I don't want you to have a midlife crisis. You've been walking around and complaining that you don't ever get to use the car, that you're only on your bicycle and you're on foot. You're complaining that I'm the one who only gets to use the Subaru, which is true. I couldn't even get to the fucking dentist, you know, like, you know, how, like demoralizing it is to be. You can't even a get a dentist. Yeah. You I was just like, got like plaque. Yeah. Just, just running rampant over yeah, your teeth because you can't fucking get to the dentist. I'm lucky I have teeth right now. But the dentist is like two miles away, which is far for this town. Okay. Oh yeah. And like, so I was walking to the dentist because it's like. I'm surprised he even serviced you. I know. It's like, <laughs> like and I'm are walking. You a homeless man? Yeah. So I was walking like. And the other people walking were homeless dudes. You know, really. It <laughs> they, was like me and the homeless dudes. You really need dental care. Yeah. You should have allowed one of them to take the chair. You're right. I should have been like, hey, man. God, you're like, such a dentist hog. I was a dentist hog. I should have. You're right. I'm yeah. shamed right now. Should I should be. have offered my dentist slot to this other man who was walking with me. And like, there's no sidewalks anywhere. It's, this place well, is not walking for pedestrians. the interstate highway. Basically. Yeah, it yeah. was. And it's like, I, you know, go past yeah. the. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, yeah, I was like, okay. I'm a man who clearly doesn't matter because I'm not a, a full, a real man would have been in a car. Yeah. Driving like, a car. Driving a car. Exactly. And I was like, no, I'm walking. Yeah. And like, and also I was like, it was either that or bicycling, but it was like, it was too tiring. The idea of riding the bike, like uh, past the interstate, you know, I was like, yeah, if I was a real man, then I would have been able to bicycle. Yeah. And then if I was a real man, it wouldn't have had been able to. Um, I would have been in a vehicle. I would have been able to afford a car. I mean, we could have, but maybe it would have been fine, but it felt wasteful. Could have leased something, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to be environmentally friendly. But basically, I was basically like half a man, basically. A, a half? A quarter. An eighth. An eighth of a man. You were an eighth of a man. So by the time you got to the dentist's office, he couldn't even see you. And I Because you were only an eighth of a man. And I, exactly. And you kept like falling out of the chair. You were so tiny. Chair. That's right. He was like, he was ready to it's, offer it's me like, some diapers, you know, yeah. and like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't service infants. That's right. I'm not going to clean an infant's teeth. Why should I he clean has your, no teeth. Yeah, why should I clean his teeth? These are like the ones that are going to fall out anyway. And like, then you grow the adult teeth when you're ready, when yeah, you're so able to drive a car. So he like put you in the, in the sink and then called the homeless man in. And, yeah, cleaned, like, and cleaned that's his a, teeth. That's a real that's man. That's a real man. That's a real man. Okay, you are like this walker and like you, you're not a mobile man. And so like that's not okay. And so, and then of course I would complain about it to Allie and I'm like, listen, why are you, you know, using the, our car? Like, I want to use the car. I want to go to the dentist. And she's like, well, of course I have to take the kids around. Like, you know, they're, they're literally our kids. You're a man. You should yeah. be able to get around on your own. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out, fucker. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? So I felt bad. And then she was like, hey, what about Uber? Ah, Uber. Uber. Yeah. So Uber sort of saved me for a moment, you know, that because I was like, all right, I'm going to like use this app and then I can like 
And all of a sudden, I'm able to move around a but little bit better. But is Uber worse than walking in some ways? It sort of is. Oh, yeah. You're the real Uber man. That, that's exactly what Nietzsche had in mind when he <laughs> talked about the overman, the Superman who transcends all conventions. All right. So now you can make me feel even worse. So the Uber you're man- You're being driven around in the backseat like a little baby. I was a Did baby. Did you ask for the car seat option? I, I, I should have asked for the car seat <laughs> option because basically I was being infantilized. Yeah. I had, you know, like all my Uber experiences, they never asked me- Thankfully, whether I did want a baby seat or whether I was buckled up properly. <laughs> because I think the idea of them belt. asking... Belt! <laughs> the idea of them asking whether I was belted in properly yeah, would yeah. have really, like, drummed home, like, this Nietzschean non-Uber man idea, like, too much. It would have... It was like... It's like rubbing it in. Yeah, it's rubbing it in. It's pouring salt in the old wound. Salt on the wound. Although, you know what? You're the kind of guy... Who would say that to another guy? Like That's I've been, so mean. I, I've been in the car with you, and you're always like, "Look out for that car." That's true. There's a stop sign ahead. That's because you're driving so you're anyway. Just, and you're you just won't a step me. away from saying, "No, make sure you're buckled in." You're so scared of being like the Uber man version that I was. You won't even let me drive your giant truck. You can't handle my truck. I can handle it. I used to have the truck, the tiny truck, oh, the, the tiny barely, truck, the, the tiny yeah, truck that could barely look, move. Like your truck was like a little little pony. It was and like I, a pony. I have, I have a wild stallion. For yeah, my truck. Because you need it so that you can fit into Nietzsche's, Nietzsche's idea of like, of what a man is. So anyway, it was sad, you know, and then I was like, I, mean, I don't really, you know, I'm not sure about Uber anyway. I had some problems with so like, what they were doing. So instead you started using Lyft. Then I started using Lyft to feel a little bit more <laughs> enlightened. And then I tried to download Juno, which doesn't exist in our town. Which sounds like Junior a little bit, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true, like Junior. <laughs> I know. Lyft is somehow rub, the name is sort of rubbing it into the uh, in, in the wounds a little bit left less. It's sort of like hitchhiking, in yeah, a way. Yeah, give like me I a just lift. Need, I need a lift, man. Give hey. me a lift. Whereas Uber suggests I'm going to take you over the top. Yeah, exactly. So Lyft, yeah, it's sort of like you're a hitchhiker. <laughs> I'm a hitchhiker, so it's like that's better. So like as opposed, it's no longer salt in the wounds. So I was like, I should do Lyft, you know, yeah. and like I'm not going to base the embarrassment to myself of being the There's something version. cool about being a hitchhiker. Yeah. It's and like it's like you're a, a rounder or a rambler or yeah. a wanderer. Yeah, it's like or like someone who's like hopping on the trains, the train you know, like a hobo, a, hobo. a hobo, you know. But now people <laughs> don't trust each other enough, which is really sad. So you're like barely anyone hitchhikes anymore. So now so the version of it is like where you pay someone who has like a smartphone basically. Yeah. So it's like we trust people with smartphones. Is that what it is? Yeah, if you're not so. part, that, that you're, gives you that makes you a moral agent. You're, <laughs> you're a, a smartphone. You're not gonna. You're you know, safe if you if you can pay your killer. your Verizon bill. Yeah. Basically, yeah, that's fucked up. That's really basically what it is. It's like you can hitch. Have you so ever picked up? A, have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? Not in a long time. But I, like I, I used to. Yeah, like, like cool. in my small in my hometown. In your hometown, just which like is the, different. Like the town, like dude, knew everybody knew. Like right. there's Junior. He can't drive because he's got 27 DUIs. Oh, I okay. So then the idea was like, so if I was doing Uber or Lyft, it somehow was a little bit less emasculating than walking to the dentist or asking like a faculty member in my department for a ride home like me like you like hey can i have a ride like i don't i'm not a man enough where i can get back i really need a ride yeah i mean there's something really emasculating about that i had to ask that all the time is that why you chose the speedo over the summer yes in in hopes that the outline of your testicles for all to see yeah i was like might, might suggest more virility than you actually have yeah i was feeling since i gave up my truck for the Subaru yeah. when we had a kid, which was very traumatic. 
Let me just say that. It was hard. I had this beautiful white truck that had no power. <laughs> it barely could go up hills. I had to slow down to cross lanes because yeah. I could not go past anyone. <laughs> so the Vespa's an upgrade in horsepower. Much, much more powerful than my tiny little truck. But then we traded in the tiny little truck for the family Subaru, which I immediately I was not allowed to drive. Yeah. My manhood was shriveling up. I mean, it's up. gone. I mean, it's it, this gone. And, and this, the good news is that you actually have a little bit left. <laughs> I just had a, a tiny bit left. A tiny and, bit left. And Allison's looking at me. She's like, you know what? I need to preserve the small amount of masculinity that Joel has. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, is he really a husband at he, all? He's not a husband at all. The, this speedo that will just will um, will can't have wear speedos year round. Yeah, you can't wear speedos year round, and the speedo will just fall off you because my testicles will evaporate because I'm no longer able to be a mobile man. So what's the point You'll of a speedo? You have to wear suspenders with I, your speedos exactly. because you won't have enough equipment down there to hold them up. And I love my suspenders; that's cool. But like yeah. you know, I didn't have any equipment anymore. I couldn't move around. Yeah. And so I was like, I was surrounded by all these men who knew how to move. Back in Sicily. Back in Sicily. Yeah. And so, I'm approaching middle age. So there you are. You're with your family. These men are buzzing around like like beautiful sleek bees. Yeah. And you're just there. I'm just and there. And your kids are looking at you thinking, is this our dad? This is our dad. Is this all? That's and, all it and is. And Ali's looking at you saying, is this all? Whatever happened to that man I married who had the truck that wouldn't run? Exactly. That was like at least an approximation of a man. <laughs> <laughs> it had, the, 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 bare, the bare outline of a man It was the smallest truck that you could have And it was the weakest truck But it was still a truck Are you sure it wasn't just a wagon shaped like a truck it that, basically that she pulled was, you around in It was basically a wagon yeah. shaped like a truck Yeah. And it could. we lived up in this you know, little mountain It could barely get up there you Is know? this the Raccoon Mountain? This is the Raccoon Mountain and It was a dark time for you It was dark time <laughs> And, and the, after I failed against the raccoons I yeah. also had to fail with relinquishing my truck. Yeah. And then I had to, I was bicycling to USC, which was hard. And then buses were about to run me over all the time. And then I'm trying to get back up and I can't even make it up that hill because that's a fucking big hill. So my masculinity was getting attacked continually. And then by the time I was in Sicily, it was wearing down. So what did you do in Sicily? So, all right. So then Allie's like, we got to prevent your midlife crisis. You should get a Vespa. Like she said that in Sicily, yeah, she right said, at that moment. At that moment, she's like, listen, I need you to be, I need you to be a man again for me. I uh -huh. need you to get a Vespa. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not, that's dangerous. I'm, I, I can't do that. I need to be a, a dad and be there for you. I can't risk things to like risk my life to be, a, you know, on a Vespa. And she's like, what are you talking about? You need to live a little dangerously. You need to get a Vespa. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Maybe that'll prevent, that'll be my midlife crisis that's kind and, of a half-assed response to a midlife crisis, though, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, a just like my— just a, a Vespa? Like, I mean, why didn't you get a Harley or a I know. Triumph or a Jeep or a Mustang? Just the same way. You have, like, this giant truck, and I, have a, I, had, a, I had a tiny truck. Here's John. What, what McLuhan taught us, and it was a good insight, is that, you know, every, every medium— whether it's a pen or a car or a computer, is a prosthetic. It's something that uh, both replaces our parts. He talks about auto amputation and improves upon because our goal is to be to, our goal is to increase everything in terms of space and time, where we can be, how long we can be there, right? To to in some sense the the, the dream of of transcending time and space. So if you think about the car as a prosthetic. 
It is. If with my body, all I can do is walk or run, right? And I've got no armor around me. I can put on clothes or something like that. What the car allows me to do, or any sort of motorized device, is it replaces my legs. I move so much faster, right, with it. I can be in more places. I can cover more territory faster. In some sense, it's, it's a replacement for that. Uh, getting me moving there. But, but cars are interesting because unlike other types of small media that we use or a telephone or something like that, cars become our full bodies, right? Uh, not in terms of consumption or eating, but they cover us completely. We're surrounded by them. I have a very big <laughs> truck. You do? A 2002 Ford F-150 that I'm troubled by. Let's hear about why. why. Why the fuck do you have such a big truck, Eric? Are you so insecure in your manhood? Apparently, <laughs> I am. So for years, I drove Hondas. But I had a friend moving some years ago. He had this big truck in his backyard. Uh-huh. And I was doing some, I don't know, home improvement at the time. Yeah. So I said, how much will you sell me that truck for? And he gave me a good price. So, so, I, so I bought it. Mm-hmm. And immediately, my ex-wife started driving That's the a kind of Is that a kind of masculinity, being able to barter a good deal or negotiate a good deal? It is. And I'm terrible at it. I'm bad at it, too. I hate it. In fact, I will gladly overpay just I, to get it over with. And I'm so bad at it, I actually had asked you for advice about this kind of shit. So it's like the blind leading the oh, blind. I know. I know. You shouldn't listen to anything I say. I shouldn't. But I did barter. I think I, I got him down like $10. That's pretty good. <laughs> he was a friend. So... Initially, I thought, I'm not buying this truck authentically because mm-hmm. I'm not a truck guy. Yeah. You know, I'm a cyclist. Mm-hmm. I drive Hondas. I like to walk. I like to run. Wait a second. Do you wear like the Speedo equivalent of uh, for swimming when you're on your bicycle? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I wear the, the tight Lycra biking shorts. Very nice. I love them. What color are they? Black. Why black? Because well, that, that that's the most common color. It's it's also it gives you you think you're, you're manly with black as opposed you wouldn't wear pink ones. You're not no, se- you're not secure enough in your manhood to I'm wear more pink in, ones. I'm more in the Johnny Cash category of cycling. I have the same birthday as Johnny Cash, by the way. I like Johnny Cash. Oh, I really like the man in black. Yeah, the man in black. I've 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 often been compared to Johnny Cash as so I drive by in my big black truck. We're both trying to um, claim some Johnny Cash right trying, now. <laughs> we're trying to leech some manhood of Johnny from, Cash. from the Ur Man, Johnny Cash. Yeah, exactly. Right. As we're so so hey, listen, been, listen to everyone. Listen, everyone. Eric is trying to claim alpha male with his giant truck, and then also at the same time saying that he's sensitive. That he's not really a truck guy. He he's a truck guy, but then he's also claiming not to be a truck guy. I don't buy this well, shit. Do you? I don't think so. Joel, sometimes <laughs> the truth hurts, and you just can't accept that I'm just a well-rounded man. That that I have mastered both the alpha maleness, but also the vulnerable, sensitive maleness as All right. well. Let everyone know. So today, like Eric, Southern boy. Okay, yeah, Southern Southern boy, scared of snow. And we're like, and so he's like all scared. There's some snow on the ground, like two I'm inches. Not and he's like, wait, I don't know what to do. I don't think my truck is going to work. You know, like, I don't think I can handle this. I don't remember and saying then I, that. And then I was like, Eric, Eric, well, that's okay, man. Let me drive the truck. I know what to do. He's like, no, he won't let me drive the truck because the idea of some other man driving his truck. It's like another man wearing my underwear. It's like him becoming not a man because... You need to be in charge. You need to be able to be the person taking a, or anyone else around. You need to be 
Yeah. Well, all right. Fuck that, so, man. What's that about? So, well, well, first of all, I'd like to offer a slight revision of Joel's narrative. My narrative is correct. I Everything w- Eric's going to say I is not true. I was driving on the road. There was a little slush. <laughs> and um, Joel said, why aren't you going that way? I said, because there's a little slush. This truck isn't good in the eyes because it's not four-wheel drive. So and even Joel, though it's so big. like my dad, says, would you like me to drive, <laughs> yeah. son? Exactly. I, I didn't said, say son. I said, fuck you, Tauber. <laughs> It's my goddamn truck. So, so the, my my motivation for buying the truck was, yes. was was complicated. For years, I told myself I bought it ironically, uh-huh. me, meaning that oh look how what? funny it is that I have look, look at me and a poet, a writer, a yeah. cyclist. Look at me with this big black truck. Look at the disjunction. Isn't it funny? So obviously, there's no signifier on the truck. I look at the truck. I see nothing to indicate any irony of any kind. It's yeah. only like I am a poet on the one hand. I am a writer on the one hand. And the other hand, I am a badass motherfucker. Yeah. It's basically you're claiming the notion of manhood when you were you weren't able. You decided not to be a quarterback anymore. Apparently, you were hit too many times. You were scared of getting hit more. So you have to claim that like manhood again with your truck because you fled from it. That's sadly true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to admit. But the the truck has its advantages. Let's hear them. So I was I was going out on my very first date yeah. since having left my wife. Mm-hmm. For those of you in the audience right now, I'm 50. And I've only been away from my wife about a year. He's a silver fox, though. I'm a silver fox. He has, the, he has a full head of hair, unlike I'm, me. I'm the best-looking 50-year-old man in this room. And he looks good in his bicycle shorts. I really do, don't you think? I don't know. I haven't seen you in well, there. Well, I'll, I'll model some later. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to pick up my first date. And I'm a little uneasy about my truck. Mm-hmm. Because I know this is the kind of woman, she's very artsy, she's very liberal. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll mock my truck. She will. So I thought to myself, when I get to her house, should I say, you know, I'm not really a truck guy. I bought this truck ironically. Yeah. Or should I just fucking own it and yeah. just pull up, walk and be around? True, and be true to actually... So the lies that you're telling yourself about it being ironic, you decided to cast them away, I right? cast them away mm-hmm. and, and finally faced the truth that I'm a pitiful, insecure 50-year-old who needs big black armor surrounding me at all time with a big black engine roaring me around town. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. And your girlfriend liked it. She was like, this is a man. She loved it. In a big it. truck. She said, I love, the first thing she said almost was, I really love your truck. <laughs> and so she had to climb up into it. She, she climbed had, up into you my have truck. To, you have to climb, my truck was very low. <laughs> you <laughs> you had to like you go the ladder down. You had to go down <laughs> into it. A rope ladder. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, like, so your truck would literally, so all these people with trucks, your tr- the wheels on your truck aren't that big, but the wheels, like my truck would almost fit underneath your truck. Like go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, so, so you had to like, you know, stand really um, straight, you know, I, in order to get the ride, to show the world in a secure armored vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's like West Point. You're like, you invite her you're into in a, a tank. tank. You're in a tank. You're, you're in a tank, basically. Yeah. And what does this yeah. say? It says to my date, yeah. you are you are safe with me. Yes. Nothing's going to, no bullet will penetrate this. Yeah. But also, I have power. I have a big engine. And yeah. I can get us where we need to go. Yes. So that's a huge thing about being a man. Like, we're supposed to be able to go anywhere we want. Like, we have freedom to be able to go wherever we want, which is kind of power. Especially in America, right? I mean, yeah. it is the American myth of the cowboy and, right. and the frontier, the right. ability to move into unknown, unmapped territory at that, any given time. So there's something about that that's both strong, sexy, 
And also that you're going to show whoever you're with, your girlfriend, your date, the way. Here's John. Of course you can be a man and drive a Prius, right? But, but it is, it still signifies a particular type of masculinity. And I will guarantee you that there are other types of men out there who look at, let, let's put it this way, any man can go drive a pickup truck and look like he fits there, but it signifies a particular type of masculinity. I could drive a Prius because, what, I'm a college professor, I'm liberal, I'm concerned about the environment and all that stuff. And, and yes, I can drive that and have a masculinity, but it is a very particular type of masculinity. And in some sense, right, I'm sure the guy who could, feels like he could not drive a Prius sees this as a very soft, feminine type of masculinity, right, if he sees it that way. So we're allowed to do that, and, of course, there there's never one type of masculinity or one type of femininity. I guess what I'm trying to say is in the range of masculinities, all of us could drive a pickup truck. Only some of us can drive a Prius. So I'm in Sicily. The Speedos. The Speedos. And I'm I'm in my Speedo. I'm in my flip-flops. I'm looking at everyone and all moving around quickly, like, and it's beautiful. And I want to get a, I want to get one. Allie's convinced me that I need a Vespa, but I didn't know how to ride it. I never learned. Okay. So I had my tiny truck. I had my bicycle. I was walking around on foot all the time and I don't know how to drive stick. And that's an embarrassment. I've sort of, that feel, is embarrassing. That's not manly, right? So there's something about a stick. Yeah. And that's basically like saying like you can drive, you can, you can handle your own cock or something. Somehow that is phallic. I mean, it is phallic. It is phallic. You're jerking off in your car, like moving from place, point A to point B, you know how to handle yourself. You know how to handle the vehicle. off than playing compass. Just like mo- but it's moving your cock around various moving directions. Moving your cock around in order to get to various places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sh- visualizing but it But we should probably date. stop with that analogy. I mean, it, but it is yeah. about that, isn't it? Well, it's phallic. It's like, phallic. Just like this microphone's phallic and the yeah. baseball bat's phallic. Yeah, so it's sort of I don't all think is... we have to push it too far. All right, we, we won't. But I didn't know how to do it, okay? Yeah. And so, like, there's all these Vespas, and I'm trying. I'm like, okay, what kind of Vespa? How do you ride a Vespa? Maybe I should rent a Vespa. No one fucking rent a Vespa to me. They're like, you need to know how to ride a Vespa before you can rent a Vespa. And I'm like, well, that sucks. How do I learn how to ride a Vespa? Is there any class? No. Like, and this um, is all in Sicily. This is all in Sicily. And I'm fucking annoyed. But it's also like, okay, I'm going to do this. You said you could buy one and put the key in it and take off. Yeah. So like, how do I even know if I can do this? You know? And then it turns out Vespas are also like, they don't, there's no stick shift. I was like, this is cool. I can actually do this. And but I don't know if I can really do it. And so I'm like, can I do this? And so I want to be able to try one out. So we're looking at all these Vespas and we saw this really beautiful one in this alley and we're staring at it. Okay. We're just (laughs) goggling this gorgeous Vespa. They are nice looking machines. They're beautiful, like really beautiful crafted machines and super elegant, you know, and, um, we're looking at this one and we're looking at it and the boys are looking at it and we all really liked it. And then Allie's like, wait a second, you, you got to stop. And I'm like, why? She's like, I think someone's looking at us. And I'm like, what? what you, who cares? So what? We're looking at this Vespa. And then she's like, no, no, we need to stop. And then this guy, this really, this guy with much, much, much better pectoral muscles than you have approached us. He was just born lucky. He was this very manly man. Was a he very, hairy? He was not hairy. He was he shirtless? He was shirtless. Wow. He was shirtless. I'm in my, I'm in a wet um, Speedo in my flip flops by this man's 
this very strong, very beautiful man, shirtless man with his Vespa. And he's looking so was at he, us. Was he, was he tall? He was not so tall. I so mean, I was just trying to ask, did your Speedos line up? Like so, if you're standing, if you gave each other like a full frontal belly to belly hug, I think, would, you, would your penises touch? I think so. So one nice thing about being Sicily is I'm basically average height in Sicily. And oh. so that's, that made me feel really good. Yeah, maybe you, know? you should move there. I probably should, you know. And, you or maybe know, the land of Oz. The land of Oz. <laughs> and so like, yeah, Allie and I were having fantasies. This would be a great place to retire. Yeah. This is beautiful. All this amazing food. It was it was gorgeous. And uh, like all these people playing, all these different generations interacting, this communal space. Like, and the thrill of almost getting run over by Vespas all the time, swimming in the sea. Maybe there's some sharks. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But it was it was beautiful. Yeah. And so anyway, so, so there's the guy this guy. comes up to you. He comes up to us, and I don't understand anything anyone is saying at yeah. all. Okay, yeah. they're all speaking in Sicilian. I'm terrible. Typical at languages. American. Don't Typical bother American. to learn any of the language when you get to a foreign to. country. I know Hebrew and ancient Aramaic. That's As enough if that for me. matters in yeah, Sicily. It matters not at all. Although we were staying in the old Jewish quarter, so there's all these layers of history, and that was fucking cool. Did anyone speak Hebrew or Aramaic? No, they were the Jews were kicked out in the Spanish Inquisition, 1492. So yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time so ago. So no one, I don't think this this amazing man was probably not 500 years old. And even though he was in the Jewish quarter or right next to it, he was not Jewish, I don't think. Although he could have been. But anyway, he didn't even say anything to me. He just gave me his keys. And I was like, wow, this is this oh. amazing, strong man. Now he is asserting his masculinity with his generosity. He's like, yeah. I am not just strong. I'm not just shirtless. I don't only have this amazing Vespa. But I am also a noble man, and I am going to give you the keys mm. to my Vespa. And I, was, know, I just shriveled right yeah, there. Yeah. Do you know what you know what kings were called in in the Anglo-Saxon world, the world of Beowulf? I do not. They're often called ring givers. Oh yeah. Because that's that's, that's how right. they show their power. That's by right. Their ability to give gifts. That's right. David Graeber talks about this also in terms of in his book Debt, mm. where he talks about like. Um, when uh, a gift is assertion of power, if there's no chance to um, reciprocate, right? And um, so there was that, and so he was showing. So his he whacked. He whacked you down. He, he I'm did. surprised your speedos didn't just fall right down to your ankles. Yeah, my speedo fell right down to my ankles. <laughs> it and, really did. And yeah. I, he's handing me these keys, and I'm like, wait a minute. I have no idea even where the key goes. I've never been on a Vespa. Yeah. I don't know how to ride stick. I don't know how to turn it and on. And you're saying all this in Hebrew, hoping you'll understand. Yeah, I'm speaking in ancient <laughs> Aramaic. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Maybe you'll pick up one word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He understands. We don't. We can't understand each other. What we do understand is he is a really strong, powerful man. <laughs> and you are not. And I am not. Yeah. And, and your family a, is is what observing. Yes. You're your kowtowing. You're cowering before yes. this and, magnificent and man. They and they don't want to see. My kids don't want to see their dad like you know being like a non-man. Like that's that must that must not have been easy for them to see. No. Yeah. And they see it all the time. They wanted something new in Sicily. Exactly. And they want something different. Start. They already knew that I was like on foot all the time. They couldn't believe that I was had a, even a truck once upon a day, even though it was a week truck. Yeah. And so they were like, there's an opportunity here, Dad. Get on the fucking Vespa yeah, yeah. and ride the thing. But I couldn't figure out where what button to hit, yeah. where the key even should go. Like it all just it was humiliation after humiliation. So Allie's looking at me. She's starting to laugh and she loves me and she supports me all the time. And she's laughing. And then the guy, he looks at me, he's not laughing. So he's also, he knows he's secure in his manhood and it would be, he would be less kingly if he started laughing at his like his subject his beneath surf. him, his surf, his gesture, <laughs> his gesture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so he just comes and he sits on the Vespa 
And I'm there and, and I have to sit behind him in my wet Speedo and cling to his... Are these Speedos wet because of water? They are... <laughs> Maybe a little <laughs> bit of, um, maybe, yeah. Right. I might, there's some, right. Just there's, asking, because you seem to like this fella yeah. and the bike yeah. a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe there was a some little. pre-com, just a little bit. Just you a know. little. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-ejaculate. There, there is, of course, beautiful, beautiful women all over the place, too. And then, you yeah. know, where I'm swimming with my wife. It's, it's a very, very sexy romantic. place. It's yeah. very sexy. The food yeah. is amazing. This was our honeymoon, really, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was awesome, but with kids. Yeah. And like... Um, so, no more. So I'm there, and so I have to. I have to, and he's like, "Okay, to we're mount, gonna go." You mount his m- beast. I mount his beast. <laughs> I mount his beast in his, in my wet speedo, and I have to. I have to. I don't know where to hold. <laughs> I have to hold on to something, yeah. and the only thing to hold is the, well, is his giant mantis. Oh, uh, now let me ask you this: Did he when you first clapped your hands <laughs> on those breasts? Did he flex a little bit? Did you feel the? Did you feel the muscles harden so this, ever so slightly? So this is a kink, okay. This is a king among kings in the old Jewish quarter of Sicily, okay. <laughs> the king of kings. The king he's, of he's kings. David. He's David, the king of kings, okay, yes. with the giant muscles. Yeah. He does not need to flex. David he does, does not, not flex. He does not need to laugh at someone in the yeah. speedo who does not know how to ride. That is um, a Vespa. That would be beneath him. Yes. He says, "Hold on." And I cling to his man tits. Now, let me ask you this. I, I want to follow up yet yes. again. Yeah. There are many parts of his torso for clinging. I mean, you yes. could have gone lower yes. to the abdomen. Yes. You could have even gone down to the belly button. Yes. But you went right for the teats. Yeah. So I I it, was feeling immediately, I, 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 I'm sure, I, I actually recall my cheeks turning red. With, I was shamed. I was shamed. My face cheeks. My ass cheeks were probably already red too from a wet speedo on the Vespa. And <laughs> and I just like okay, this is not good. Yeah. And I'm there in front of my wife, and she's laughing. And yeah, I probably should have. I didn't know like if I went lower, that's like approaching like cock territory. <laughs> yeah, where's the where's the boundary line? Yeah, where, what is the I, etiquette? I, what is the yeah. what is the etiquette of being a straight man, of being a father in front of his kids, in front of his wife on their honeymoon ten years belatedly? <laughs> There's not a handbook for that. There isn't a handbook and, for and that. And your naked torso yeah. is up against his naked, yeah. your naked chest is against his naked back. And especially my wet Speedo yeah. is pressed against his, I think, pants. Or like I don't his, even know. Shorts. Like, it, like it, Shorts. his tailbone, his coccyx. Yes, his coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> so your penis is against his coccyx. Yes. And your teats are against his lats. Yes. And your hands are grasping his pecs. Very large That's what we're seeing. That's All what right. we're seeing. All now- right. To paint the picture even more, there are two very beautiful women who are watching all of this who seem to be his girlfriends. <laughs> so I... He is King David. He is King David with yeah. two very beautiful girlfriends who are just sitting on like the the stairs, like a small stair before... Just waiting for him. Waiting, waiting for Waiting for him. what he asks next. Whatever what he's, <laughs> the king, Vespa king is doing. Okay? And yeah. so then he's like, okay, hold on. So I cling to his man tits even yeah. harder. 
and then he speeds off and I'm like shit this is fucking fast yeah. and I'm so embarrassed I just wanted to end so I'm not paying any attention to how <laughs> to how what the experience oh, is this, this isn't a tutorial yeah, it's a test is, of your manhood medal yeah it's my manhood medal can yeah. I survive the little bit of manhood that I have left yeah oh my god what if you'd fallen off oh my god it would have been over you should have had to like sacrifice yourself yeah, to King David that's right I would be like okay <laughs> just kill me just kill me now and he <laughs> <laughs> so he goes around the block and I'm like, okay, that's good. That's good. I kept trying. I'm like, okay, this is enough. I kept, I trying to kept saying that. Okay, that's good. Because it was like English, Hebrew, Aramaic. Yeah. In any he, language he, I could. Yeah. I think he just ignored me. He gave me the spin. Oh, he, knew what, back, you, he knew what you needed. He did. He did. He gave it to me. He gave you what you needed. Yeah. Now, how did, how did that humming motor feel yes. on, 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 on your bottom? All right. So one thing I did not anticipate, okay, is that. It wasn't bad enough that I was clinging to this man's man tits in my wet speedo. It turns out this might be obvious to all motorcyclists, but I didn't know this, and probably a lot of people don't know this. It's basically you're sitting on a giant vibrator. Mm, mm, okay, yeah. so it's like not just he's asserting his manhood with the the throttle, of the, the best throttle, and it's humming. So he can control the level of vibration yeah. with his throttle. See, so he is he is a, he's adding he basically shoved a vibrator like on my balls and asshole. <laughs> and as I'm clinging to his man tits. Wow. Yeah. And you wanted to get off? And I didn't want to get off in that way in front of my wife and kids. And I was so shamed. Well, all right. Because I couldn't. So if I was man enough, I would have just embraced it. I would have enjoyed his beautiful man tits. You, I would have enjoyed the vibration on my asshole and on my balls. And yeah. I would just would have like, yeah. you know, added some more wetness to my Speedo and that would have been the end of it. It would have been great and really nice memory. And then we would have this amazing meal afterwards and wine yeah. and then gone home and like had our, the approximation of a shower that we had there and used the ass hose that we used, you know, and like, so. The ass hose. The ass hose. But instead, you, know, you, yeah. you get off the Vespa with a half erect penis. Half erect penis. Actually, with no. Look of tear in your eyes. I, I, my, I don't believe my penis was erect at all. It probably because, went the other direction. Yeah, out of it was like I, no, my balls retreated into my. Do you abdomen. have to look down at your crotch and yell "snake" yeah, to they, scare it back out? Yeah, it was like there was nothing left. And then to add insult to injury, the two beautiful women who are sitting there waiting, they climb up to on the Vespa where I once was before and replace me. They both do. They both do. King David <laughs> carry King, two women. Carry two women. And then Allie is laughing, and yeah. and I can't get on the Vespa. But now, my boys are proud of me now because yeah. I took a motorcycle All right. class. All right. yes. I got a Vespa. You did. I you learned did. how to ride shit, stick. You did. And now I have my own Vespa. I no longer can only go places by foot or by bicycle. Now yeah. I can actually have my own Vespa here in the United States and have control of the throttle and the vibrator on my own balls and asshole. So it's all good. I think you've overcome your midlife crisis. This I, is, I, th I think that's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Belt, a two-man memoir, is a podcast by Eric Wilson and Joel Tauber. Dino Herman composed the music and did the sound design. For this episode, Uberman, we interviewed John Sloop, professor and associate provost of digital learning at Vanderbilt University. Subscribe to Belt, a two-man memoir, and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And on our website, 
belt.live. Copyright Joel Tauber and Eric Wilson. All rights reserved.